Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 156 where we're going to talk about helping players manage their frustration. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to Save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support Everything Fast Pitch at the same time. Also go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. As we said in uh, this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch, this was the first week in several that we have not added at least one new patron. So we want to make sure that we keep that ball rolling. We have been very excited to the fact that we've had seven weeks in a row, six weeks in a row, where we added at least one or two patrons every week. But we need to keep that momentum up. We are still not out of the woods as far as whether or not we're going to be able to keep doing this podcast long term. So we got to make sure that more people who see value in what we're doing come on board. And Tori, like you said, it could be as simple as five bucks, right? Five dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've got an awful lot of people that listen and we do really do appreciate the patrons that we have. For sure. Um, But there's an awful lot of you that are listening. We appreciate the fact that you're listening. Certainly at least a few more of the thousands of people that listen could afford you, to come on can, board and be patrons. If you can dig in and help, that yeah, would go a long way. Yeah, because yeah, as, as we said, we, we need to get in the black again. We need to at least be breaking even on a monthly basis. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense for us to keep doing it forever. So so now that we've hit on your heartstrings a little bit, let's talk about our topic this week, Down. Let's talk about managing frustration in players. Yeah, no, that's something that we're all going to deal with. And again, the mental part of it is a lot of the challenge. And we have so many things in, in our everyday world that are, are tough on us. Sometimes that creates an environment that, you know, when we go to play and that should be our, our fun time when we get frustrated there, it's something that as a coach, if we can help manage, then, uh, you know, we got a, a much better scenario. For the sake of uh, full disclosure... I think I was the coach that probably added a whole lot more to frustration than I ever did of helping to manage it, at least for the first 30 plus years of my coaching career. And again, we talk about this regularly that, you know, we grew up in the days of, uh, you know, all our coaches were the Bobby Knight, Bo Schembleck, Beckler, Woody Hayes, cuss at you, scream at you, yell at you, punish you kinds of coaches and we were just used to that as kids coming up that I was going to say we were, it's just different times what for we sure. were used to and as far as when I would be frustrated or be unhappy or be nervous or be you know timid or whatever it was that was always on me that was 100% a me thing you know my coaches didn't you know, give a rip at all if, you, know, you, you need to get your head right you need to figure this stuff out you need to grow up you need to be a man whatever it was you know in in that context and so I think coming from that perspective, you know, I look back now and I think hundreds of times where, you know, I had players that were playing for me that were clearly frustrated, you know, disappointed in their performance, you know, trying really hard to figure out how to rectify what was going on, how to perform better. Sad as it is for me to admit it, 
I think that there were many more days that I made it harder for them than I made it easier for them. And I think that's the first thing we want to talk about. If you have players that are really frustrated with their performance, is are you the fire extinguisher that's, Adding that, to that's it quieting or? it down, or are you the can of gasoline that's making it burn even brighter? Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting because I, I think that times are different, but you know, as a coach to be aware of it and to like you're getting to now to decide whether or not we're going to let that be amplified or if we're going to extinguish that and put it back out to where we can finish the day on a better note. Right. Well, and the thing that uh, it took me a long time to come to grips with is first off, I always thought that, you know, pressure creates diamonds. Mm -hmm. If you put more pressure on that, the right kind of player, the certain kind of player is going to respond to that and become tougher and stronger and ultimately become something extra special. And that is true of a few of the kids that I coached. I'm sure that there are, you know, a handful Depending on of their kids, personality. Right, yeah. That it was the right kind of style for them, for their personality. But um, again, unfortunately, I think there were hundreds probably, or at least dozens for sure, that it wasn't the best way to help them perform to their highest level. So first part of this is if you're helping your players deal with or manage their frustration is, are you helping with it or are you creating it? So that's the first part. Second part is, are their parents adding to it or decreasing it? That's something that I think we always have to be paying attention to. And, and one of the things for us as coaches, it's really easy to point the finger and say, well, you know, her parents are the problem. Her parents are crazy. Well, they might be, but it's our problem too that that player's got to deal with that, that, that aspect of it also. fix it, right. right. So if I'm the coach that's making life harder for them, and then their parents are the parents that are making their frustration level grow, asking a younger player, or really any player, but to for sure a it young out. player yeah. to figure it out is asking an awful lot. So first job for us as coaches is now to think about what we can do to decrease their level of frustration. Now, some of it could be you know, educating our players more about ways to handle it. You know, the mental game stuff that we talk about frequently, how to use routines and breathing and, and visualization and, and all these different things to control their emotions more and to, you know, channel that frustration into something more positive. So obviously that's job one, because that's something that we can control. Job two is looking at the overall circumstance that the player is in. And if their parents are the ones that are throwing gas on the fire, then we have to help our player develop strategies and techniques to handle it compartmentalize uh, right. and break things yeah yeah because i don't really think you're going to have much of a coaching career if you're spending your time going up to one of your players parents saying you people are crazy what's wrong with you you know you, you know you're driving your daughter crazy what's wrong with you i think that all that's going to happen is that you might get punched in the nose you're certainly going to lose a player and you're going to end up you know having a different set of problems to deal with besides the fact that you've got a player who's very frustrated with, with their performance or their situation. And so Don, your idea of compartmentalizing, helping them, you know, the player figure out how to put that parent pressure into a certain area, a certain box and kind of locking it away and putting it out of their mind for, you know, little bits of time. Deal um, with that later. Right. Yeah. I think is a really good strategy to develop. No, again, that's, that's something that's really hard to do because we have so many outside pressures and things from, you know, maybe I had a bad test. Maybe I had a fight with a friend. Maybe, uh, I disappointed my parents because I, you know, maybe didn't get my chores done. Whatever it right. might be is not going to help us, uh, hit an outside pitch better or hit my spots with my pitching or keep my head down on ground balls. But at that moment, none of those things are going to be helpful. So we have to be able to push those aside and 
just to talk about it and give kids, I guess, the comfort of knowing that they can deal with those other things later and take care of everything they need to take care of. But for them to enjoy the moment and enjoy, you know, being with their teammates and coaches and practicing and, you know, make the most of that moment, I think is important too. Right. Well, then the third area you just mentioned is teammates. Are the teammates part of the problem or part of the solution? Are the teammates that a player is dealing with helping to increase their level of satisfaction and, and, and happiness with their performance? Or are they, you know, amping up the pressure, amping up the expectation and adding another layer of frustration? And again, this is something that for a coach of a team that you can have a little bit more control and a little bit more of a say in, because it's up to you as a coach to create an environment where players are truly supportive of each other, that, you know, we kind of get past the what's in it for me mentality. You know, I was listening to an introductory press conference for Bonnie Thole, the new head coach at Michigan, and she was talking about, you know, creating a family atmosphere and all that kind of stuff and building on the core tenants and things like that that have been there since, you know, she got there as a player, you know, you know many years ago. And, you know, one of the things was, so a lot of teams talk about being a family, but very few of them really are. Well, is your the team, the team that really is supportive and, and helpful and willing to sacrifice of themselves for the betterment of others? Or is your team the what's in it for me? I'm going to cheer against her because if she does bad, I'll play more kind of team. And, and again, you know, some of the stuff that we can do as coaches to foster the one environment is something that we have to be aware of and be, make sure that we're taking responsibility for. Yeah, no, I, I, that sounds awesome. I want to be a part of those kind of things, right? right. We're, we're, we're all together. And when it's not that way, it's really uncomfortable and disappointing. And, and, but I think it is, like you said, not something that you can just snap your fingers and make happen. You've got to constantly talk about and create uh, situations where we are all pulling together and we're all, you know, it's a tug of war and we're all pulling in the same direction, parents right. included. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you see a lot of coaches as a strategy are kind of pitting players against each other. You know, they, they want to get the competitive nature uh, flowing. They want to get the competitive juices flowing. And so, you know, they kind of basically come right out and say, well, it's, you know, it's between you and Don. And if Don outperforms you, you know, Don's going to play. Well, that doesn't make me, yeah. doesn't make me pull, pull for, the other for you one. anymore yeah. or, any, or any harder than I would. So it, you know, it's a very special person that can hear that and then say, well, okay. I'm going to still be Don's best friend. I'm going to still pull for Don, even though if, if he does well, I don't get to play. It just does not all kids are wired that way. Um, so again, from us as for a coaching perspective, you know, we've got to figure out how to manage what's going on within our team, try to create that atmosphere and that chemistry where the players really are pulling together. The movie Miracle, one of the things that um, is the message to the story of that 1980 Olympic hockey team was that all the players were so busy hating Herb Brooks that they couldn't hate each other. You know, that they eventually had to become a team because they were a team unified in the fact that their coach was, you know, basically trying to run them into the ground and, and, and work them to death. Now, of course, that was the ultimate, it all worked out in the end story. And at the end of the, you know, end of the process, you know, I think uh, players that while it was going on thought Herb Brooks was the devil, all of a sudden saw that, you know, he was the devil, but he had a plan and the plan came together. Now, if that team finished sixth and didn't get a medal, I'm not so sure that it would have been the same you know, amazing, happy story. Then all of a sudden, Herb Brooks that you know had this crazy strategy to build a... He would have just been the devil. He would have just been that. the devil, right. Yeah. And, so, and then the last part about this is for our players helping them manage frustration. So we've already talked about our role in it, their parents' role in it, their teammates' role in it. 
and then the, what I call everybody else. So boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, friends, professors, teachers, brothers, sisters, all those other people that are in their lives, are those people part of the solution or part of the problem? If, if you're coaching a, a younger player and every single day of her life, she's fighting with her brother or sister over you know, who gets to cut the grass or who, got to, who has to take out the trash. Or, That's hard just to forget about. Right. Yeah. So, so we've got all those other places. You know, if you have a player on your team who's constantly fighting with their boyfriend about whatever, you know, that, you know, every day has drama in their life because their love life is messed up. All those kinds of things add a whole another layer of frustration to a player's life. And again, some of it is stuff that you can probably from a coaching perspective help with. Some of it are things that maybe you can't, but again, you know, helping our players learn some strategies, some ideas, some ways to manage all that stuff. But being aware of it too, right? right? Yeah. And and so for us as coaches, we've got a lot to to manage if we're going to try to help our players have a better experience and make them less frustrated and more successful. And a big part of it is going to always come back to helping them see that softball should be their like safe haven, their place where when they get to come to practice, they can forget about all that other stuff for a little while. As long as we've solved the two things that we can solve. We have to solve our role in their frustration. We have to fix that. And then we have to fix their teammates' role. If the most frustrating thing for your player is the fact that she knows her teammates hate her because she's the best player on the team. Her coming to practice is not her safe haven. It's like the biggest nightmare of the day. It's the challenging right? place. If yeah. if your best player knows that uh, you know because you hold her to such a high standard, you're going to ride her like uh, like crazy and be on her for every single thing all day long, every day at practice to set as an example for everybody else, to set a standard for everybody else. Guess what? Practice is not her safe place. She's dreading coming there because she doesn't want you riding her like that every single day of her life. No player is mature enough to understand it 100% of the time. And, you know, whether you're dealing with professional athletes, college players, high school players, or eight-year-olds. We all kind of take it personally. and Right. Yeah. And as soon as we start to take it personally or, or feel put out or, or feelings get hurt, it's really hard to put that genie back in the bottle and then turn right back around and say, okay, but I know coach has got my best interest at heart. It's all better now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so frustration is a, is a crazy thing. We know we're going to deal with it. And what appears to be frustration because I didn't get a bunt down or I didn't get a hit or I made an error, certainly some of that is just tied to playing the game. But kids that are really struggling with and really put out by what's happening on the softball field, I think it's just the uh, tip of the iceberg. They make an error and we see their frustrated reaction, but they're smart enough and realistic enough to know that one error is not the end of the world. But if it turns into a, it's the end of the world kind of reaction, then I think we need to start looking at the four areas we talked about to figure out what the real problem might really be. No, I think that's a great topic. And it's, uh, you know, something that every team doesn't matter what level, you know, you've got some of this to manage as a coach, right? And the better job you do, the more fun everybody's going to have. And the better job you do, the more successful your team's going to be. And you know, we've talked about this a, a hundred times on the Everything Fast Pitch podcast. The years that I'm still frustrated about, that I'm most disappointed about, that I felt like I did the worst job, were the years when we had the talent, but we never performed the way we were capable of because we had all this other stuff going on. If you've got players that are frustrated, unhappy, don't want to come to practice, don't want to play for each other, are not supporting each other, are not you know really in it for the right reasons, 
you can turn the most talented players and the most talented team you've ever seen into a you know walking, talking nightmare. And those are the ones that, that will haunt me forever. Cause I'll think back to a certain year and think we had the pitching, we had the hitters, you know, we had so many good kids coming back, you know, they, they did so well the year before. And then, you know, for whatever reason that next year is just blah. And so we got to make sure that we're thinking about this and always on the lookout because we want to make sure when we look back at a year, if we're not satisfied with it, that we can't look at what we did or didn't do as coaches and wish we had done something different, done something more. Well, Tori, and you do talk about it a lot about, uh, you know, looking within to kind of figure out how we can do better going forward. And I think it's exciting when we get to sit here and chat about it right. and, and uh, maybe help someone else yeah. kind of avoid some of those pitfalls. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, one of the things that I enjoy the most when we get together to talk is hopefully you know, from our experiences, some of our coaches won't make the same dumb mistakes that we made and you know, won't do the same things that didn't work for us. And so you know, if we can share some of those uh, insights, that's a beautiful thing. No, this is a good, uh, a good segment for sure. All right. So that's going to wrap up number 156 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.